going, Globies? Welcome back. No energy this week. I've been screaming at people to open episodes. I'm not going to do it this week, Murray. It's well, not this feeling is a it. great movie. Why aren't you screaming? Because it's, a, su- it's, a, another, sub- it's uh, a subdued movie. It is. It's it's real. I it's I didn't real. plan this, but it seems like we're getting the more real, darker side of the game. We're like uh, we usually usually our black exploitation. They're fun, you know. They're like, hey, we're having fun, crazy. Now we're getting real. We're yeah. getting about real streets. We usually get the typical, you know, three three uh, phase story and everything. Three stage story where it's like starts out okay. You get the tragedy. You get the middle part where they got to work their way, and then and then they win. Yeah, we're we're three no. for three for tragedies. Yeah, we're three for three on tragedies. Everybody. And, and the next movie's kind of tragic too. So oh, yeah, boy. but they're these are classics, man. And we're like we're learning. We're teaching people about the game. You're gonna learn how to pimp a hoe by the end of this episode, right? So. You're gonna learn the pitfalls. You're gonna learn that maybe you should have joined Bell Socialist Group. You you know there there's a lot of different things to learn here. We're just trying to educate everybody because doing your own research is hard. So we did the research. We're handing you the research. You're welcome. Yeah, I don't. I mean, pretty soon, I'm I'm sure one of the universities is gonna start contacting us about doing you know a pimp pimp school. That might get us in trouble, though, with the actual pimps. I don't have time for that shit. We don't have time. We're running for that an either. empire here. Oh, yeah, it's true. Uh, Griff, I uh, for the first, we've been doing this for almost four years. Mm-hmm. So the first time in four years, I actually checked on some of the podcast platforms we're on to see if we got any reviews or anything. Yeah, not really. I mean, I'm kind of disappointed that nobody reviewed this, but we did it two on Apple. Two. One, our buddy Mike, which doesn't count. He's just doing it. He's our friend. <laughs> thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks, but I mean, he's, 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 it was a pity fucking, you know, thing. And we have one from a guy named Neil. Well, Neil? Neil, I thank you, because he said, I wasn't sure. He was like, Did he get this right? He said we were articulate, and I think we're most inarticulate <laughs> fucking podcasters, so you might I, not know what that word means. I don't think anybody in my life would, would use articulate as an adjective for me. I wouldn't. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, but thank you anyway, Neil. But uh, they, the, they, there were some like the star reviews. Yeah. 14 of those. Oh. Most of them five star. Well, of course. We got like a couple one star. Uh, how do we change it? They're probably the YouTube people jumped over. I Apple. think it's a, one of them's a representative, probably from the Ginty estate. You it's know? got we okay. We know it's got to be a Ginty estate, and then one's probably Dolph. I think. Oh, the go- the Dolph people are always on our shit. But really, one like I understand. You know, I I mean we're, we're five star. There's no doubt about that. But I can understand if we got a four star. One, like if you put a one, you need to put a reason why you gave us a one. I think I would, I would read it right on fucking air if you gave it to us. <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying, yeah, I was just, I mean, cause we, well, there's one thing Green Griff hate is promoting our own show. Griff refuses to promote our show. It's true. I try to, yeah, feebly, but I do it, and um, I don't know. Just put some reviews on. Nobody, people say that. You know, people do this all the time. If you watch any YouTube channel, it's always like, make sure to subscribe and push like and give us reviews. We never do that. Yeah. So maybe give us a review. Because we don't beg. No, we don't. No. We know. But I'm what- just saying, I, 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 and I get it. We're everyone's favorite punk rock band. We're like, and no one wants us to get big. Right. Because then they think we're going to lose ourselves, like so many people do. But no, we're not. We're keeping it real, like Goldie in this movie. That turnaround. Oh, Murray, you brought that around so well. It do- I mean, we're not going to get in the movie yet because we got to talk about the Super Bowl weekend. Murray, what's happening? Where's your money going? Uh, first of all, I don't bet because that's what, D- uh, Detroit that's Rams what de- degenerates bet. But um, you, you, I, 
if it's not my team, I always root for the underdogs. I'm rooting for Cincinnati. Cincinnati, John Moxley's hometown. I just feel, first of all, L.A., you don't deserve championship teams. I agree. Fuck you. It was pathetic that in an NFC championship game, half the fucking uh, stadium was Niner fans. Yeah. Pathetic. Kelsey. You would kill in Detroit just to get into an NFC, not even the Super Bowl, just an NFC championship game. We would yeah. kill. No, if we win a playoff game, this town is going to go off. Like, you've seen riots before, <laughs> like... January we're 6th. glomming on. He made the joke. We're glomming on to Matthew Stafford. There's actually people releasing shirts that say Detroit Rams. That is like, like I do want Stafford to win because I thought he got shit on way too much in Detroit, and he looked good. But we have we we went through 94 different coaches and all that bullshit. We we had Matt Patricia for that while. Oh my god, we put him through hell. I'm glad he's winning, but yeah. Aside from seeing him win, I don't give a shit about the Rams. I mean, I feel. I mean, I feel bad for. First of all, if you live in Cincinnati, it's bad enough. But I mean, the, the town of John Moxley. I don't know what you're saying, John Cena. John. Moxley. Did I say Cena? No, yes. I said Moxley. No, you said Cena. Oh fuck! Because uh, that's why I was like, well, I guess he's. Fine. I have no idea where John Cena's from. So I was like, oh, maybe he's right. I don't know. I meant to say Moxley. Um, when's the last time Cincinnati won shit? Like the the, the Reds in the seventies. Yeah, probably the Reds in the 70s. So they deserve it. I mean, they, they, they fucking lost the Super Bowl right in my hometown of Pontiac in 1982. Sweet 82. 16. God Joe damn. Montana did it to him twice in the 80s. Boomer Esiason Fuck failed him. Yeah. And now he's a commentator and he sucks. So obviously the next 45 minutes is just going to be me telling you how to gamble. <laughs> First yeah. off. Take that money line. The Bengals are going to keep this game close. Stafford's going to march it downfield and just How many win interceptions it. is Stafford going to throw? He is probably going to throw at least two because I think he's just going to be bombing the ball all day. They don't seem to give a shit about interceptions, and I think uh, they'll just start bombing the ball all over the place. There's going to be some weird tip-ups that will end up in Bengals' hands. So I could go for two. So go ahead and put $100 down do on two Do you do crazy bets like coin toss, that kind of shit? Or? No, I just do the shit that I'm able to easily access. Okay. So... It's going to be the last week for football betting. I got I to gotta go big, though. Got to do several different bets. I'm excited for the commercials. Uh, you're always so excited for the commercials. I, I, yeah, we're going to do a special tippy-tap. We're just going to review the commercials. So look That's, for that. And, oh, you guys, yeah, yeah. We're going to uh, do that live. Everyone's yeah. been asking us to do live stuff. We're going to do the commercials live. It's going to be yeah. horrible. Oh, Murray. So I noticed something that happened in this movie. We're going to go to the movie time, right? Yes. Okay. I got a lot of backstory on this movie. And I just, I looked at this and I said, okay, I know Murray's going to do this, but I need to know when you install your uh, your, your your fight ring and everything, when yeah. you do that, is this going to be a day one thing? Are you going to have your planetarium for brainwashing people day one, or is that going to come later? Mm, well, I never even thought about it, but because I haven't seen this movie. This, I got to say... This is my favorite black exploitation movie. I love this movie. It's so ridiculous. Like I love the fact that, and I, uh, I think it's kind of obvious. A lot of the lines are ad libbed in this movie. But okay, it, but it felt really natural to me. Like people like say like Quentin Tarantino was like the first guy to do like conversational shit, like like shit that wasn't like uh, plot driven conversations. Sure, it's in this fucking movie. We yeah. got people just shooting the shit. It's very. I mean, it, this movie is a little. I will say it's a little disjointed. It's very yeah, but. I liked it. I liked it. It felt real natural, the conversations people were having. Right. Um, we. Ha I mean, I can't do this because I just need to know. Are you installing the planetarium day one or not? I am because I. it looked like 
it made sense to me. Like I didn't think I've never thought about it, but then I'm like, wow, this could really work. Right. I mean, I want to be God to my like fighters anyway. Yeah. You know? That's what really I'm thinking about. Is... They'll never get to see me now. I think I'll just be in this room where it's like it's a Wizard of Oz type thing. Right. Where I just like, yeah, it's pull. I like this. I like the sound yeah. of this because for me, this movie was was you said disjointed, and that scene was the icing that held it together for me. Yeah. Because I didn't understand Goldie until I saw that scene and just how we felt about the power he had, the control he had. Right. He went total Oz, right. and I and I really liked it. So I was like, okay, I get this guy now. I mean, as much as I could. Right. Well, there's an interesting. There's a lot of interesting backstory to this movie. It was filmed in Oakland. It takes place in Oakland in the movie too. Uh, there was these guys called the Ward Brothers, and you will see in the opening it says, "In memory of a man." Frank Ward. Mm-hmm. He was like the head brother and like real brother, not black brother. And uh, they ran all of crime in Oakland. So they were legit pimps and drug dealers and they killed motherfuckers and all that shit. And so when they, the, the, the uh, movie came to town and they wanted to like, they, they're trying to do an authentic view of the pimp game. They weren't trying to do some like Foxy Brown type shit. You yeah. Know? And so they want, they went to the source and Frank's like, look, I'll let you into my world if you let me into your world. And they're like, we can do that. So Frank is in the fucking movie. He pops up in a few scenes. <laughs> and his brothers, too. But Frank's the one that stands out. And uh, so at the time, this is also, this is like 72 when this movie was built, made, built, made. Uh, Black Panthers are still going strong. And they were headquartered in Oakland, so there was a lot of heat between the Ward brothers and, as you would think, because the Black Panthers wanted to like, save the community. Well, so, these guys are just profiting off crime. And we're going to see a microcosm of that in this movie yeah. with our, well, our main character and his brother. Right. So uh, Hugh Newton, who ran uh, the Black Panthers, sent like a, a goon over to the producer and was like, uh, yeah, Hugh Newton wants to see you. And the producer's like, I don't give a fuck about what he wants to do. And like, oh, uh, no, motherfucker. I think I think the guy pulled a gun on him or something. They said they actually kicked the door off the hotel. Like, the door came off. It didn't Holy just get knocked shit. open. Yeah. But who knows? That could be embellishing for, you know, story. But so he's like, all right, I'll go. And then Huey Newton's like, look, uh, you need to give a $5,000 donation to the Black Panthers if you want to do this movie. And he's like, fuck you. I don't understand. 5000 is like nothing. I keep five thousand in my pocket. Not seventy-two. That's like hundred grand. Oh shit! I don't keep hundred grand in my sock. And so the guy's like, "Fuck you!" I got the Ward brothers back in me, and he's like, "No motherfucker, you're gonna." And they, they will put a gun to the guy's face. He's like, all right, all right, I'll write a check. And of course, the check bounced. So oh, the guy like got away with it. And then, of course, he's protected by the Ward brothers, so they couldn't get to him again. Yeah, yeah. But uh, d- during the filming of this movie, Frank Ward is murdered. That's why what? the movie is dedicated to Frank Ward. Right. Oh Jesus! That didn't even occur. And to me. it was like they think. They think it was the Panthers, but they but they also think it was somebody new because he was shot in the back of the head in a car. Oh, we saw a scene just like that in Willie Dynamite. Do you think it was a situation like that, where it was like territorial shit? I might, but it might have been a it might have been somebody he knew. Because why would he let somebody behind him? Because he, he this guy's a fucking straight up gangster. He knows you don't let an enemy behind you. I don't know. I'd I'd have to ask Kojak or Columbo or something. How what that means? I'm not a well, detective. That's, that's next month. Maybe Batman. So, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. And then uh, Max Julian, who plays Goldie the Pimp, his mom was murdered, like, right before filming. No shit. And he said the only way I would have done this, because his mom was super religious. He's like, the only way I would have done this role 
Like if my mom, like you said, if my mom was alive, I wouldn't have done it because she would be disappointed with me playing a pimp. Yeah, but so she got killed. So, so you know, lemons from lemonades, Grift. My mom died, but a great movie got made because <laughs> of it. With a great, the guy I think could only play Goldie because he's like smooth. And then of course we have Richard Pryor in this movie. Who I, I gotta, I don't know where he was. I. I think he was a name at this time. He, I guess obviously he wasn't a superstar because he has a small role in this movie. But one of the reasons he has a small role in the movie is because he was so coked up out of his fucking mind yeah. that he was a huge pain in the ass to everybody. He fucking punched the fucking uh, director, knocked him out. No way. He was like, and then <laughs> there's another story where he got pissed off at the producer. The producer was a guy who carried a gun on him all the time. Like he's a guy you know you don't fuck with. But he was pissed at him, probably because he was all coked up. He, didn't, he was, like, paranoid and shit. So he put some ball bearings in a sock, and he was going to beat the producer with it. No way. So he goes up, and he's playing it cool. He's like, hey, man, what's up? Like, goes in his room, and he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you, motherfucker. <laughs> and then whips out that sock, and then the producer whipped out a gun. He's like, go ahead, motherfucker. Do that. He's like, whoa, 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 no, we're cool, man. We're cool. <laughs> and then he left. Shit. But yeah, like he's got a very small role in this movie, and I think it's because he was so fucked up. That I he- thought like the three, there's three scenes with him in it that really stick out to me. Yeah. There's like the one bar scene killed it in there. He definitely looked like he he seemed like he was <laughs> high at that moment. Probably was. And then there was like the scene like outside of the bar, and he's like losing his mind because Hank and Jed pulled him out of the bar, and they're like talking about killing him. They're like, "Go ahead and walk, Gold," and he is like about to burst into tears and you're just like fuck you guys i'm no trained athlete i'm not fucking running anywhere i'm not track star yeah. track star thank you whatever there's a lot of great lines in this he, he and you're saying like this is mostly ad-lib this is like very uh, off the cuff shit there this is the punk rock of pimp movies yeah i mean uh, there's a lot of stories from richard pryor's past i mean if you don't know about richard pryor he grew literally grew up in a whorehouse there's a, a semi-autobiographical movie he did in the 80s called jojo dancer your life is calling which Talked about a lot of that shit. He starred in it. And so he put a lot of sh- crazy shit he's seen, like in his life in this movie. There's scenes, you know, that you th- that we think are crazy, but it's like, no, I, that actually should happen. Right. I, I mean, there's one scene, the only thing I could think was rats who beat motherfuckers, you know? But you're <laughs> the, saying the, that. The reverse. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. So rats he, eating a yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, so he, he and, like, Max Julian kind of punched the script up. Max Julian, who wrote the, the script for Cleopatra Jones, which we did last year. Yeah. So he's no slouch. And, yeah, it was... That's right. Yeah, that's right, indeed. I think that's from that movie. Yeah, that's when, where we got Mattingly from, too, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Pretty we, sure. We've done so many. I know. It's hard to keep track. I think you're right, though. <laughs> he probably... He did that line. He probably had Pryor come in and punch that line off. Right. That's right. I just think it's interesting that we've done three pimps now... Yeah. And they all – you think pimp, you, you, you get the same image in your head. But our three pimps – okay, we talked about it beforehand, can't of course. Can't judge a pimp by his, co- his cover. Yeah, can't show, judge a pimp by his, by his hat by his or cape. his cape. Yeah. yeah. But Willie D was the flamboyant. Like, he had that side of the thing. Yeah. Uh, he was 100% a pimp. And then you had Black Caesar last week where Fred Williamson was playing it more like a mobster. Yeah. He, had, he did a little bit he, of pimping. He, he had fingers in everything. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't dip his whole pot into one pie, if you will. And then now this week we have um, Goldie who it sounds like he's running like a thievery racket, like he's a sec- 60s Batman He's got villain. dreams. I mean the whole point of this this movie is he wants to be a, he wants a piece of the American dream. Right. And if he's got to put women on the street to do it, he'll do it. And again, we heard this in Willie Dynamite. He brought up the same promo that Willie did, 
where he's like, this is a fucking uh, assembly line operation. You know, we're like right. the Ford. We're like the GM. We're going to we're gonna stretch out this money. And he also wanted to have bitches from every corner of the world, right. which Willie Dynamite had. Right. So, so everyone's acting like diversity is a new thing. No, it's not. Yeah. He's in the 70s. And they're on opposite sides of the world here. Well, co- uh, United States. Yeah, yeah co- well, well, in America, we consider that the world. You know? Yeah, it, it is oh, the, yeah. World. It's it's the world. The coolest part of the world. Yeah. <sighs> so we should we just get into this fucking movie? We got a lot to unload here. There's a lot to unload. So all I got to say is any man, any podcast can control a listener's body, but only Golden Globus Theater can control your mind. And you'll find out on the other side of this trailer for the Mac. Being rich and black means something, man. When you got nothing and you want everything, you gotta get to be the Mac. I'm gonna be the meanest Mac who ever lived. Everything you need to know, you got to get from me. They're talking about you. I heard niggas be knowing. Go there, go there. If there's one thing tougher than being the Mac, it's staying the Mac. They got a contract out on you. I'm gonna make you look like an ad for Swiss. The next time I hear what you're trying to set me up, I'm gonna blow your heart out your body, sucker. Who is the big man for 1972? Goldie are getting too big. Ladies and gentlemen, the back of the year. Goldie! Make way for the Mac, the biggest and the best. Rated R. I hope you are ready for a cold opening, because this is a very confusing opening for me. Well, first we get the old, we get in, uh, in memory of a man, Frank Ward, and we get a nice little drawing of Frank Ward there to let us, you know. They're very cold opening because as viewers were like, who the fuck is Frank Ward? Right. I was like, Fred Ward from Remo Williams? No, yeah. Frank Ward. Frank Ward. And then it's 1967, and we're in the middle of a shootout, and we got our characters, Goldie, played by Max Julian, and Slim, played by Richard Pryor. I first, I thought, I swore this was the docks because I'm like, everything happens at the docks. But we're right. in a junkyard. Nope, we're in a junkyard. So we've seen some shit go down in the junkyard, especially yeah. in that Dolph movie. There was yeah. a lot of junkyard. There was some shit there. going down. Cleopatra Jones in that's a junkyard. Right. Okay. Anyways, so, maybe that's a thing with Max Julian. He just loves junkyards. I don't that, know. Yeah, he's a junkyard dog. Hey. Maybe that's well. Maybe that's dog symbolism because he's a junkie at this this moment in the movie. Is he? Yes, he is. Oh. They don't. They. They don't. They don't let you know until later on in the movie that he was a heroin addict. Ah, okay. I did not catch that. Yeah. So anyway, shootouts going down. Everything's going to hell. We see Goldie yelling over to Slim, Richard Pryor's character. Yes. And he's telling him, "Get the fuck out of here, man! I gotta slip my way out of here. You got an easy exit. Get the fuck out of here." And Slim's like, "I ain't gonna leave you, motherfucker. I can't leave you." Uh, and then we see. Uh, Goldie jump into a car and try to drive away, and we finally see the people who are attacking them. Well, I don't think we actually do until yeah, we, well, yeah, we don't do right until the very end. yeah. So Slim's or Goldie's trying to get away in this car, and he's creating a diversion and everything. It's working out great, but he gets shot immediately, and the car, of course, just flips over. Hey, it's the old ramp that's just there for no reason. Just there. Well, it is a junkyard. Of course, someone threw a ramp in there. Yeah. And flips over. He's fucking just like Don. He can't. He can't really move. He's got blood trickling down his forehead. And then we see our two characters standing over him. Yeah, the Starsky and Hutch of this movie, Jed and Hank. 
Jed's kind of a background guy. Hank's more of the lead. Goon. Yeah, we see a lot of Hank. Jed's just there to be another creepy-looking white right, dude. Creepy blonde guy. It's really hard to get a fucking one of the good ones in these movies. We've really yeah. had to. Well, we're, we're, we're entering some dark territory this month. You right. Know? We're not playing around. So they're thinking about it, and they're like, man, we could call the hospital. We could get a fucking ambulance out here, but, I mean, it's already... It's already midnight. I just don't know if it's worth it. I mean, and they're dropping end bombs on them. They're just like, it's just another one of these COVID deniers. Let's just leave them here. Let's not waste another ICU bed on him. But they call it in. They arrest him. The next thing we see him in court, sentenced to five years of hard time. And we get a nice little Batman-style montage of him in that fucking prison. Yes, this is where he, they don't really, it's not explicit, but you learn later on that he's going cold turkey with the heroin. That yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that he's makes freaking sense. out. I mean, you'd be freaking out anyway if you're in prison because it's a fucking hellhole. But there's people banging on shit. He's like, "Stop it, stop!" And he's right. fucking slurping on a nice little soup. And he's laughing. He's constantly like maniacally laughing. He's doing push-ups just to try to get his like mind off of this shit. Three hole push-ups. You were very disappointed by Willie Dynamite's push-ups. Apparently, pimps are big <laughs> on push-ups. Yes. But they don't have the upper body strength. That's the problem. Never. You think that Willie would have because of those heavy mink jackets. But you maybe it just went to his legs. Yeah, he lifts with his legs. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We saw his legs, and they were far more impressive. You than didn't his see back. there's a back brace built into his jumpsuits. Oh, that's shit. why he wears jumpsuits. That, to hide to the back brace. Hide the Exco cells. Okay. But yeah, so he does his time, and now it's 1972 when this movie was filmed, and he's on the bus heading back to Oakland. Reclaim what is his. I didn't realize this. This is the opening and closing shot, the bus coming into yeah. town. So I liked how they did that. And he's showing up to, I think it was called the Sweaty Fox or something. Yeah, sure. Sweaty Fox. The, he's showing up to sneaky the Sneaky Fox. Sneaky Fox. That yeah. makes way more sense than the Sweaty Fox. <laughs> yeah, a lot more fun. Pool hall where he bumps in. I'm, I'm guessing when it's like his mentor, this guy, like he's, an, he's like a retired player. Yeah, and this, of course, is the pool hall where every pimp in Oakland hangs out. Right. We've got, like, the three-card monkey. There's a lot of camaraderie among the pimps in this There thing. really is. Yeah. They're, they're shooting dice across. Like, there is one pool table just designated to <laughs> dice. Right. And so you got 14 people standing around shooting dice. Got, got a mailman slamming dominoes down. Like, he's angry. <laughs> he's like, ah! I love... This is what I love about these movies. There's so many organic scenes where they couldn't coordinate everything, you know, so you just like, okay, people do shit now. Yeah, there's a lot of that in this movie. Yeah. And, and so you get a lot of weird cuts of people slamming dominoes. It was great. I love this scene. So Goldie comes up. I'm guessing, I'm assuming, Blind Man, this is his character's name. Yeah, it was. I'm assuming he's like was a mentor to Goldie as a child. So well, I, I think he even says that he used to like help run him, give him like missions, if you will. Right. We're in and a video we learn that like Goldie was his prized student because Goldie's a smart guy. He's just a he's a victim of circumstances. Like if he was born in another area, he'd be a doctor or a lawyer or some shit. We get, I mean, Goldie's giving kind of. Excuse me. The Steven Seagal treatment where there's multiple characters who go, Goldie, you are the best guy. You are the only one I could trust in the area and everything. Because right. uh, Fat Man does that to him later, right. too. So clearly he's given a good impression to a lot of people. Even Lulu, when he first sees her, right. she's just like, you're the best dick in town. Well, he's chill as fuck. He's a likable guy. I, that's what I love about him. And he's got that voice. It's not an intimidating right. voice, but then at right. the same time, it's very he, he, it's very disarming. You're like he doesn't he doesn't need to fuck. He, sometimes when he's hard, he's got to be hard on a bitch. Sometimes, and in this movie, he is right. But most of the time, he's like chill because that's the mind of a pimp. It's like 
it's all about manipulation. Yeah, you want them to real coming real close so you can fucking knock them, you know, dead with your your demanding voice. Right. So before this, I'm so he's he's not a heroin anymore. He's clean, and he's re- and like I think I'm assuming before he was he was a uh, like a goon for a Fat Man. Yeah. And he just did like generic crimes. Now he's trying to turn his life around. He's like, I want to become a pimp. Yep. So he goes to uh, Blind Man for some advice. And yep. Blind Man, he gives him some of the greatest advice you're ever going to hear. Let's hear a little bit of that. You're going to have a bankroll so big when you walk down the street, it's going to look like your pockets got the mumps. I never had those kind of mumps. I remember. A pimp is only as good as his product, see? And his product is women. Now, you got to go out there, and you got to get the best ones you can find. And you got to work them broads like nobody's ever worked them before. And never forget, anybody can control a woman's body, see? But the key is to control a mind. And as you led us into the trailer, as you heard it right there... A pimp is only as good as their product, women. I mean, why couldn't it have been men, too? But anyways, anybody can control a woman's body, but controlling their mind, that's where the money's at. That You talked about making lemons out of lemonade? Wait. Yeah, I said that right. No, making lemonade out of lemons. You said it wrong. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, that's right there. You can go out and be a pimp right now. Just all you needed to do was hear that uh, bit we gave you. You've, <laughs> you've learned the, the lessons, and so Gold and Goldie's like, "Yeah, I can dig that." You yeah. Know? So he's like, "I'm gonna he, go." He's got the blessing. Like this right. is basically him going to confessional, confessing right. his sins. Now he's absolved of everything. He's got the runway open for him. He's like, "I'm gonna hit that road. I'm gonna bring my lemons, make the lemonade. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be a pimp." Yeah, and if you you know, it's been five years since he's fucked, so well he's a little woman, who knows what he was doing. But so he goes to the club mm-hmm. and he's just hanging out, chilling, and then he meets bumps in an old friend Lulu. Yeah. And he's like, Lulu, what's going on with you? And she's like, Well, you know, it's it's hard out here. You know, I'm selling my ass. You know? yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like he's like, I always thought of you as being a nurse or something. She's like I'm black, motherfucker. I don't have these opportunities. Yeah, right? right. Exactly. And and you know, and she's like, I'm straight outlaw. I don't have any fucking pimp, but I I think you got you got some pimp you got some pimp shine coming off you right and, and she, yeah she was just like I saw your smile from across the fucking hall and again this is his pimp power his smile right. is his pimp power right and so she's like I saw you smiling and I was like is that fucking is that Goldie over there and now here I am bathing in your luminescent teeth I'm loving this. What are you getting up to? Can you be my pimp? Can you yeah, come fuck me? Yeah, she's like, I need some protection. It's rough on these streets. He's like, yeah. well, I never really thought about it, but, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe we could do something like that. Let's let's talk about it later. I got a trick to go catch up on. I got to go <laughs> yeah. make some money. And he's here. like, you do your thing, baby. Yeah, I'll come over maybe later tonight. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go get my dick wet because, you know, five years. Five years. He actually counted out. He's like, <laughs> it's been four years, 330. <laughs> right. And, and you just that for inflation, Griff? Yeah. <laughs> That's twenty five. That's twenty three years. <laughs> I didn't know seventy three days, twenty three and a half hours. I didn't know we were spinning around the sun <laughs> yeah. faster back then. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you actually older than what you claim to be because of that? I'm immortal. You're oh, you're just immortal. Yeah. 
All right, so Gold leaves, and I love how they start this out because this the entrance to this club is up a flight of stairs, and so he's outside, he's at the top of the stairs, and you just hear hip, hip, and then this other guy go, hooray. It's our boys, Jed and Hank. Our boys. And they're like, Goldie, it's been so boring without you, man. We missed you. Yeah, they're like, we've spotted a junkie down the street. You know, somebody pushing. Why don't we take you over? We can get you some nice fucking heroin. I probably should have figured out he was a drug (laughs) addict at that point. I did not. And they're like, why don't we go get you some drugs and we'll just bust you right then and there. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm I'm, I'm clean now. Yeah. They slam him against the wall because he just talked back to a police officer without right. being given the floor. Right. Like, they're passing along the talking banana. They didn't give him the banana, yeah. so he's not allowed to talk. So they slam him against the wall, and they're, like, feeling him up and everything. Just making Dropping some N-bombs on him. Lots of N-bombs. And they're like, we got, we're going to have your eyes on you, motherfucker. And he's like, whatever, man. I don't, you know, he's just rolling with it. Right. First so, day out, so, you know, you got to visit mom. You got to see mama. And mama's happy, excited to see him. She's crying. He's like, mama, I just I can't wait to just give you all the things that you deserve. You, you've just been such a great mama to me. I'm going to do it, mama. I got these dreams. I got these ideas. I'm yeah. going to get you your own house. And she starts crying. She's like, oh, my son. He's like, but can you go to church with me? Mama, no, 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 I can't whoa, do it at church. Whoa, 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 I just went to church earlier, with, yeah. and I saw the blind man. <laughs> I don't need to go to any other fucking church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you do all the praying for me. So now we cut to, we're like, it's kind of, it's a quasi, it's supposed to be kind of a Black Panther, Black Power type organization uh, run by his brother, Olinga, uh, Roger Mosley from uh, Magnum P.I., and uh, he's he, giving a speech. He's got a great fucking shirt, which is it's like macrame shirt. Yeah, it holes all in it. Oh, His I hat was it. macrame with holes in it. He was great. I really loved it. And this sermon, he's, you know, the little preach he's doing here, perfect. He was it's talking so about good. shit we talk about now, talking about cultural appropriation. Right. And he's like, white people, they hate you. They want to dress like you. They want to look like you. They want to listen to your music. Yep. What the fuck? Yeah. It's really disturbing stuff to think about the fact that it was in the 70s and it's still happening today. Right, yeah. So he's cutting this wonderful fucking promo. Crowd is just eating it the fuck up. And he's just, you know, he's killing it. Every word. Got everybody there. Just listening. Yeah, they're in the palm of his hand. And then then Goldie walks in and he sees them in the back of the room. And, you know, the party lets out or the the meeting lets out. (laughs) Yeah. And he just, he's stacked. He hasn't seen his brother five years. And this is, this felt like an ad libbed uh, scene here, too. Yeah. He's like, he's like, holy shit, man. He's just like super excited. Yeah, like, I hey. loved it. He's like, hey, baby, you know, it's good to see you, you know. You've really filled out. He's like, yeah, of course I, fi- I'll always say it. Of course I filled out. You were beating my ass before. I was right. like, man, a heroin addict who's still skinny as shit. Well, he was it's beating big your brother, ass. little brother thing. Yeah, you know that. You got a big brother, little brother thing going on. And so, yeah, he's just, I'm, he's ecstatic. He's like, it's just, everything's just falling into place. Everybody's happy to see Goldie's back. Yep. Now we're cutting to like the next day. And again, we know Goldie wants to be a pimp. So he's going to hang out where the pimps hang out. Right. The barbershop. Right. So you got to dress for the job. You got to fucking hang out with the people. Dress for the job you want to have. Exactly. And so he's going to hang out where they hang out and just be a fly on the wall and capture all the information. So this is where we meet Pretty Tony, who's his nemesis in the movie. And he's just, he's just, 
rap, he's just letting it fly. We and we Frank Ward's there too. He's like he's like shit. I got bitches from fucking Frisco to Maine. We should have recognized this. This is yeah. Mr. Jonathan Salon. Oh yes, it is. Of course it is. He was in the back. Yeah, the back <laughs> fucking that's, some bitch. The, yeah. the back that's bigger than the fucking shop yeah. itself. Yeah. Yeah, they were getting some black shampoo going on. Of course. And you know, getting eating, their, eating some nice black Caesar salads. Get, getting the relaxer in their hair. Getting a nice straight. And then yeah, we see we just see the pimps just talking about the game. And then we pull out and we see our boy Goldie getting his afro fluffed up and he's got a little notepad writing shit down. He's writing it all down. He's just thinking about how you manipulate, how you get the fucking... He's doing it all. He's, he's soaking it up. He's putting in the work. Right. All right? This is his... Doing boot- his research. This is his bootstrap moment. And it's just fucking great. And he's like, after learning all that, he's like, I got to put it into... Uh, put, uh, make it happen. So I'm going to go see Lulu. He's he's really fucking excited, and you yeah. know when you get excited, sometimes the blood goes where the sun don't shine. We're talking penis, everybody. Okay, erect yeah, penis. Thank you, thank you for, for yeah. telling me that. Yeah, of course. So he's gonna head over to Lulu's because she invited him, not just over, but in her. Yeah, and yeah, he, and he's in her. And then when they finish <laughs> up, he's just like he's telling her all the shit he learned today. He's like a little kid, and she's like she's like shit, mother. She 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 said she didn't say. She said African. She didn't say African American. You know what we're saying. She said, "Yes, yes." She's yes. like, "I'm gonna have to teach you shit. Yeah. You don't know fuck all about yes, this game, exactly." And he, but he's he's a student. He's eager to learn. He doesn't get angry with her, right? He, he is just so gleeful. She, of course, is just dozing off to sleep, and his dick must have just been that potent. So he gets up. Well, he, it was weird. They just got done fucking. He wrapped a towel around himself. He's lying in bed with a towel wrapped around himself. I I don't know. Maybe he was a little camera shy. Didn't want to show it off. You know, I did see that jacket. But just, let's have a sheet or something. It's weird you have a towel wrapped around you. you it, it's weird to have a towel right next to the bed <laughs> like that. Well, there was maybe she's a squirter. I don't know. They're like soaking it up. <laughs> and so yeah, so he's like he. And this is this confused both me and Griff. This next, scene. yeah, because you saw this when you were twelve yeah. and you had dreams of being a pimp. How <laughs> so, how long, young young were you when you saw this? No, I was probably eighteen. Or eighteen. Like that when I saw it. And why did you see this movie? Did you seek it out, or was it just something somebody put on for you? I didn't seek it out. I was just. Uh, I think this is when I was getting really deep into the black exploitation phase of my life. So you know, I, you hear about it. I mean, it's a big movie. This is. I mean, I think. Shaft and Superfly are probably the biggest well-known okay. exploitation, but this is up there with it. Okay. And so did you rent it or? Yeah, I rented it. Okay. Like Blockbuster or some shit like that. Blockbuster. Wow, that's a name. And um, so he, it's almost, I maybe it's because, maybe he's trying to be a metaphor for Christ because he had like the loincloth on. Oh, I like the sound of that because he was even doing a whole Jesus Christ scene because he was telling Lulu, I'm going to be the fucking Jesus Christ of pimps. Right. So that's a good play on yeah. that. This is working. And Max Julian's thinking. Right. And so he looks at himself in the mirror. And that explains is... why he's cracking unleavened bread, too. Right. And he's, he's turning water into wine. Yeah. And Or maybe he's turning squirt into wine. I don't know why. I, I did like but... the scene where he teaches his bitches how to do a layup, too. As a basketball fan, I'm sure you like yeah, that. That was nice. And a finger roll. And so he's looking in the mirror, and this is where we get a we don't get a montage, we get a montage. Yeah, this is uh, like you said, very confusing. Yeah, because we're thinking at this moment, Griffin and I are thinking he's fantasizing about the world that's going to happen. No, we're 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 just cutting to the chase. We're like he's learned everything. It's like it's like Luke learned how to, the Force in like five minutes. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, even though there's supposed to be years to learn the Force, right? But he's he's a natural, right? So we get some great scenes. We just first we get. 
a hand, just handing a big wad, a stack of money into Goldie's hand. And then we just see Goldie on the ground, and it's like it's raining money on him, and he's just ecstatic. And then we see him pose in front of mirrors with, like, pimp suits on. Here's what's confusing to me is because later on in the movie, maybe because of ad-libbing and all that, he says that he's making a modest amount of money as a pimp, 2000 bucks a week. Yeah. So, which doesn't seem like a modest, 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 nine, modest nine amount. Seventy-two, a hundred grand a year. Exactly, that would be an incredible amount of money. But it, I, never mind. That'd be like a million a year. I mean, fuck. That's yeah. That is that is an incredible amount of money. Okay, yeah. so the stacks add up. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we come to the next morning. I'm just like, oh, so this has to be a fucking flashback or something? Because suddenly he's wearing like the fucking cowl <laughs> he's, he's type got, thing. It's like it's like a was it suede? It looked. Kind it's like, s- yeah, it looked like suede like for sure. It like a suede cape, matching hat. Matching hat. Brown. And it reminded me of like the fur- fur- Very feral Very somber hat. because it's brown. It's not flashy color. He's wearing a brown Yes, cape. exactly. Toned down. It's kind of a mix between Black Caesar and Willie Dynamite. Because right. Black Caesar, of course, really toned things and down. He had, and comparing it to Willie Dynamite, he has a toned down Cadillac, too. Because yeah. it, it ain't purple and gold. And he doesn't have the fucking Batman tubes in it, either. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> but he's rolling up like... The street stops. All the kids are super excited. This is a weird, I'm assuming we're a few months down the line now. Oh, it has to be. And, you know, he's got the fucking WWF popsicles he's handing out, the ice cream bars, and the kids are going wild. Kid jumps in. Can I, like, get behind the wheels? Like, sure you can, little man. Let's him in. Yep. And then he's, he's extolling the virtues. Like, I don't. On any, he's like, first of all, he's just showing how great it is to be a pimp. He's like, I don't want any of you being pimps. Yeah, because the kid who's in the car is playing around. He's hitting the fucking radio buttons. He's like, oh my God, you get three radio stations. This is incredible. Right. I want to be a pimp so bad. And he, he turns to the kid. I thought he was going to backhand him, but he cooled himself. Right. Just like, don't you ever fucking say that again. Now, here's $100,000. Yeah, yeah, he's like, who wants money? And I love the little kid's reaction. He's just rubbing his hands together. He's like, ah. But you think uh, his brother, Ali Alinga, would be proud because he's just like, what are your grades right now? Okay, that's $4,000 for an A. Right. He's just, all the kids are lining up. He's just handing money. We see some parents in the background. I mean, it's nice he's giving kids money, but I don't agree with that pimping he's doing. It's true, but this is putting money back in the community. Like, this is a powerful thing right here. The kids are loving him, and then he's going to head back to the club for some entertainment. He meets up with Slim. They have to talk about bitches. This is another ad-lib scene. This, this is, is where we were talking about because he's still filling out his stable. Right. Uh, uh, Goldie, that is. And I love the other use of the word stable because he's like, you can believe this shit. I was at the stables today, and I saw this white bitch. And I, I pretended like I couldn't ride a horse. You know, I've been riding a horse since I was 13 years old. And he's like, yeah, I know that, man. And this is why I love it because this is so natural because it sounds like a conversation we would have where he's like, Richard Pryor's like, yeah, man, like, tell me about it. Well, I'll tell you if you let me tell you about it. Like, yeah. they're just doing that shit. And it felt so natural. <laughs> right. And Richard Pryor, this was the Coke scene that I, when you were like, Richard Pryor was on Coke hard. I was like thinking about this scene right, right. here because he is giggling his ass off. He's having the time of his life. So he's like, I mean, you know, if you're a pimp, you got to have your prize white hoe. So he's like, I think I'm working on this white hoe. I, I think know. I got her. She's yeah. a rich girl, you know. She's a rich girl. That's what that song was inspired by. And he's like, he, and then he's just, he's, it's like he's just talking about their dreams again. He's like, right. brother, we're gonna, I'm gonna have a bitch from Hawaii. Yeah, I'm gonna get one from India. I'm gonna get one from Russia. I'm gonna get one from Spain. Get this, 
I'm going to get one from Hawaii. And that's what sets Richard Pryor over the bar. He's like, what? Hawaii? You're going to get a Hawaii? You're dreaming way too big, brother. And he's like, hey, I'm going to take him to the top. So they're just like, yeah, man, we're going to do this shit. Get a nice little Scooby-Doo transition into the <laughs> next day. And there he is with that stable bitch. Yeah, it's a nice romantic. He's, he's working, on, working on turning out this rich white girl. And they're going. They're at the docks. He's taking. He's thinking, I got some cavassier. They're drinking. He's those. wearing his brown suede with the. He's right. always wearing that. That's his outfit. <laughs> yeah. And she's wearing like her stable attire with the sweater <laughs> knotted over. And it's like right. this chick is going to be a prostitute. <laughs> yeah, that's how amazing his game is. That's like, the whole point. He's got her on a boat. Like I said, they got the fucking brandy and the big snifters, and he's yep. telling her about his dreams. Right. It, again, it was just like Willie Dynamite. I was just right. like, oh, my God, these dreams, they're so familiar. And he's so, like, baby, I just want to tell you, I'm going to be your father. I'm going to be your friend. I'm going to be your lover. Okay. And she's just melting. She's like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. You should probably not put father <laughs> and lover in the same sentence. It, but it worked. He knows how to get to all these, these rich white bitches. They all got daddy issues. All dude. of them. All of them. All of them. And he's just like, well, that sounds pretty cool, you know? And he's like, well, but where's it going to end? Well, I'm going to take all the way to the top if you're not afraid. Have you ever heard of the needlepoint thing in Seattle? We're going all the way to the top of that. And she's like, I'm in. And you see her take off her sweater and fold it up on the ground and get on her knees. And you're like, you know what that means? She's accepting. And Griff, you know what that means? That means Diane the White Ho is one of the good ones. Girl who has her whole life ahead of her. She can do whatever she wants, but she would rather sell her pussy out on the streets so Goldie can reach his dream. Diane, you're one of the good ones. <laughs> you know what? There's no hot dog, missing hot dog vendors in this movie. So, yeah, I guess I guess so. She is literally the only good character, like, like, character that's nice to the black folk in this movie so i guess it's got to go to her speaking of someone who's not nice to black folk we meet one of fat man's good <laughs> giggler it's the white version of giggler he just does that that's all he does and then goldie walks up and i'm like you grease ball you've never seen big lebowski right no because there's a character and it was identical to me and all he does is sit flip through a magazine and laugh and so well, this is all this guy did. Yeah. And he's like, you greaseball. What do you want? The fat man wants to see you. Well, I don't want to see the fat man because Goldie obviously worked for the fat man at one time. But now right. he's going out on his own. He's an entrepreneur. Right. And he's like, well, he's like, you're just a fucking greaseball. He's like, you know what? I might be a greaseball, but I'll never be black. And that just sets Goldie off. So Goldie just body slams him into a dumpster. Shuts the dumpster and walks off. So I did do it. I left it in the notes. I thought we we're going in between times here. I thought this was happening in the past. No, this is all present. Okay. Right. So now we got to cut to. We talked about it. He's not just going to be doing pimping. He's also going to be stealing shit. Well, right, because pimps eventually become unfuckable. So you got to move them into another area. Pimps become unfuckable. I mean, I meant ho. Oh, sorry. And so he's, like, teaching mother skills. He's like, I don't want you to, like, when you retire from the hoe game to not have anything to fall back on. Yeah, I know you guys, to have a fulfilling life, need to be able to contribute to me and my goals. So right. we're going to figure out more skills. We're going to teach you how to typewrite. We're going to teach you how to steal shit. We're going to teach you how to hotwire a car. Yeah, so we see them 
we're, like we're thinking at the when we see this, they're doing a real jewel heist, but they're just working on the the the, the schematics of uh, doing a jewel heist. And he's like, he's got a timer and shit, not fast enough. Do it again. And then we see like a girl like working on how to hide shit underneath her dress. She's like, doing it all wrong, and so Lulu, Lulu has to disrupt the whole class and be like, right. "Lulu is the bottom bitch." Yeah, thing. she's the bottom bitch. Yeah. So she's fucking teaching them all while uh, Goldie just sits back and like. You know, reviews some of the stats and everything because right. they're really heavy into the analytics. He's, yeah, really. He's the original Billy James. Oakland. This movie takes place in Oakland. Yeah, well, that you're thinking of Billy Bean. Well, whatever. Okay. And so saying, wasn't he? I thought he was the guy who did analytics. The they Oakland eventually brought him in. No, the Red Sox brought him in, and then they won their first championship in like okay. three decades. So. Or gold. No, I got Billy on the mind. Go- Lulu is telling them, like, no, this is how you do a pick and roll. And you probably recognize this move from, you know, basketball and everything. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're supposed to bump into her, and then you do- you hand the jewelry off into the coat. But Goldie gets interrupted. Uh, well, his attention gets interrupted from a phone call. Right. One of, uh, one of his hoes has a problem with uh, John. Yeah, what's happening is fucking pretty Tony. He's got it set up. He's trying to steal one of his girls, Sheila. Oh, I didn't miss that. Yeah. So he's like, oh, no, that's Sheila. No, that fucking bitch. Here's what you do. You tell him to shut the fuck up. I'll be right down. Right. Because yeah. at, at this moment, Pretty Tony's still the head pimp in Oakland. And uh, Goldie's got his eyes on the prize. He wants to take his position. So there's a rivalry between these oh, two. Oh, yeah. Guys. And, I mean, they didn't tease this. Do you think they should have teased, like, the big uh, pimp party thing at the end there? Do you think? So we had kind of a tension. No, I think I think it was good the way they did it. Okay, I'll avoid really bringing it up. So we cut to a hotel. We see a fat white dude in a bathtub. This guy's obviously into infantilism. He wants to be treated like a baby yeah. because he's in a bath and he's got a rubber ducky. Yes. And we got Well, he had the bonnet on too. Right. It, it's kind of disgusted me. Yeah. And he's like, I want my diaper. And like the Goldie's host is like, baby, we'll do that. And they're, meanwhile, they're taking his clothes and shit. Yeah. Why did we do this scene? Just to fill some time. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I just <laughs> want to make sure. Yeah. But yeah, we spent. Well, a- no, because we set up Dunk- Sergeant Duncan, the black cop in this scene. Oh, okay. This. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, yeah, he's, babies, don't forget to come back. I need my girls. And don't forget your girlfriend. It's the creepiest scene ever. Well, he, yeah, he's an infantilist. He's sick. But they run out the they door. They run out with his money, and then he, he gets hip to it. He's like, where are you at, ladies? He's like, oh, my clothes. So he runs out like like a classic inept white dude. He does not he's, he doesn't belong in the ghetto at all. He's like, somebody help me. He's like, well, got a diaper on and he's shit. He's got a baby brain. And they're just laughing at people in the street. Like, what the fuck is this conky-ass motherfucker? Help me! Because these guys, where he is, world cops help people. Yes, that's a good point. So a, a black man walks up in a suit, and we think it's maybe it's another pimp. No, it's a cop. Yeah. And he's like, and... It's not just any cop. It's like Captain Duncan or Sergeant, Sergeant Duncan. Duncan. Yeah. He's got a rank. And he's like, sir, he, he 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 reads the situation. Obviously, this is the John who got ripped up, right? And he's ready to run the guy in for soliciting prostitute. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't compl- really have a lot of evidence. He's complaining about losing thirteen hundred dollars. Seventy two is a shitload, a lot of money. I don't exactly. know why you'd be going to the ghetto with thirteen hundred dollars in your pocket, unless you. Well, I guess if you want a chick to put the diaper on you, you got to pay. I guess so. I think they would do that for two hundred back in those days, and just <laughs> fucking fifty. I bet. Fuck, it's seventy two. Remember. <laughs> And uh, 
so he's about to run this guy in, and then fucking Jed and Hank roll up. They're like, oh, we got a hold of this. Don't worry. Like, they fucking push uh, Duncan off. And we can tell there's some tension between these Big guys. tension, yeah. And he's like, don't worry, brother. We'll take care of this guy. Because whites take care of their own. So he's That's like, right. don't worry. And they take, they walk the guy away. This is a friend of ours. We'll get him situated. All right. And now Goldie, you know, it's he, he's starting to come. He's starting to get his stable together. He's got his top white bitch and everything. Things are working out for him. So he's got to go see the blind man. Well, he, get... I think he gets like a message from the blind man. Okay. The blind man's looking out for him. Right. Exactly. He, needs, right. To, he needs to figure out like the next step to take and everything. Right. He's got like, the... He's got the blind man looking out after him. Goldie, the gambler's looking to rob you. We, we this is the first time we ever heard about the gambler. Yeah, but we're like, oh shit, this sounds fucking intense. And Goldie, they, he listens to him. So, best defense, Griff, is a good offense. That's what you always say. Yes, I always. Say I don't that. get that, but I get. And so we cut to the gambler. It, it wasn't Kenny Rogers. It's a black guy. And he's playing dice. He's, he's, he's a gambler. He's down at the old sweaty fox. <laughs> the sweaty fox. And he's and then fucking Goldie rolls in, puts a gun to his face with motherfucker. Let's go. And they just grab him, throw him in a trunk. And this is a story that Richard Pryor said he witnessed. They got a bag, a giant baggie full of rats. I didn't like this. It reminded me too much of Italian films. Yeah. And they dump the rats onto the gambler and then shut the trunk door. And they start driving around, and they, you hear him screaming. Yeah, they go to a Chick-fil-A. They wait in the hour-long line. I'm glad some- you said Chick-fil-A because Richard Pryor said the story he heard was, or he saw, I don't know if you heard it, he saw it, that they, they covered a guy in chicken grease and then threw the rats on mm. him. And he died. He got, like, eaten alive. Like, he didn't fucking just get dumped off like this guy does. They, like you said, they go to Chick-fil-A. They have their meal in the car. Yep. And he can smell it. He's like, oh, my God, I want I want." Yeah, he's like, are you that. eating Chick-fil-A? He's like in the trunk. He's like, he's, he's motherfucker. He's screaming out in agony, but he's also like, can I get some of that dipping sauce? And Can I get a tender or something? Fucking Christ. What are you doing? Yeah, this- and he's like, don't try to. Don't try to rob me. Maybe you could get some of this good shit. That's right. But they're good enough to they, they dump him off. He's holding a fucking rat in his hand. He's covered in blood. Yeah, they dump him off at, they, they focus <laughs> on it. A bond hospital? I don't know what that means. I don't either, but anyway, that's the end of the gambler. All right, we're cutting back to, we're over at Hank and Jed, and they're just like scouring the streets. I think they were chasing yes, down Goldie's. No, what they see is they see Olinga grabbing one of their drug dealers because they have their hands in everything too. Right. So we think at the, at the moment we're thinking they're trying to save a guy from Olinga. No, this is like their drug pusher. They're, they're, this is their source of income. So they're running after Olinga because they because Olinga is going to like set like deprogram this rehabilitate. Guy. Him, yeah. yeah, and they don't like that. You know, okay, because these are crooked cops, is what right. we're what they're trying to teach us, and that they're always trying to like work with the drug dealers to basically get a cut of their money, like a mob kind of situation. You think, right. or do you think they bring them in? Because I, I, I think I think they bring I, them in. I think they want to get paid off. I don't no, think, I think because because they want at the later on they want Goldie to start working for them. Like they want right. Like, I know. understand that as like a mob thing where it's like we'll go ahead and turn the other cheek, but you got to pay us. Well, yeah. As opposed to putting you in prison. Right. So that's what I'm saying about the drug pushers. They're like, they just want to cut off his money. And they'll be like, you go back out. We don't care. Anyways. But Olinga saves him. And he's going to really... That's where we learn. Because Jake, Jed and Hank start talking about how he's... Oh, oh that's fucking Olinga. He's going to rehabilitate him. And he's going to clean up the neighborhood. And then when they clean up that neighborhood, we're going to go poor. 
Right. And they don't want that. So then we see Goldie just chilling with one of his boys, just driving in the Cadillac, and they're just talking shop. And he's like, "This is another one. Like this series of scenes is very confusing because we get that one minute we just <laughs> talked about it. Now we have Goldie in a car rolling up on one of his girls. Well, no, he's they're talking they're talking shop, and he's just like, with who? He's he was a guy driving this car, just some guy, yeah, right? Some guy, yeah. Because in a minute here, he's in another car right. with Olinga, right? And that's what I mean by just like disjointed weirdness. Well, he's just like, shit, man, some of my bitches are getting out of line. I don't want my. He's like, you ever try putting a foot in the ass? He's like. No, I haven't. He, like writes it down. Like, That's a good idea. Always oh, still learning. Yeah, well, you're, is... Griff, you're always learning. Hey, that's right. That's what life is. That's right. It's the journey. And as they're rocking, like, oh, that's Lulu. What the fuck's up with her? And she's running, screaming, crying, running up to the car. And he's like, oh my god, Goldie, this fucking crazy serial killer white man. He fucking tried to kill me. He stripped my clothes. He took my money. He's like, that's nice, but bitch, where's my money? Well, I, I, this guy killed. Bitch, I don't give a fuck about what happened to you. Where is my motherfucking money? He just gets hard. This is the first time we've ever seen Goldie get hard on a motherfucker. Yeah. And she's like, I, I, get the fuck back out on the street. I don't give a fuck what happened to yeah. you. And then he just goes back to talking to fucking his boy that he's take off. And then they just suddenly now, Goldie's in Olinga's car or his right. own car with Olinga in the passenger yes. seat. And, you know, Olinga, of course, be it, he's trying to clean up the streets. Meanwhile, we got uh, Goldie trying to fucking prostitute out. He's stealing shit. He's pushing shit. So they're on opposite ends of the tracks here. Right. He's like, wow, this, I mean, this Cadillac is great and everything, Goldie, but don't you want to help the community? He's like, oh, I am helping the community. I give money to little kids all the time. Like, yeah, I'm just handing out money all the time to kids. And he's just like, I just don't think that's the kind of thing we should be doing with your power. And he's like, I got all the power. I could go buy a car right now. I could go buy a house right now. He's like, that's impressive and everything. But, you know. He said just- he spent 30 grand on that Cadillac. Dude. Seventy two. That would be like a hundred. That'd be like a Lamborghini. No yeah. way. He spent thirty grand on yeah. it. Maybe ten grand or something like that. But. Yeah. He got he got a nice polish coat on it or something. <laughs> He's like, I just got the Batman tubes put on this morning. <laughs> Maybe he really got cons. You know, could be. So you know. They're just he's like Olingo's trying to play it cool because it's his brother and everything, right. and Goldie's just like, man, you should you should see what I do to these girls. I have this whole fucking like. Wizard of Oz type setup at the planetarium. Yeah. I have a planetarium, by the way, brother. Yeah. And what I do is I show them a little fucking Starscape movie, and I talk over it, and I get them to sign all these contracts, and they like I own them. Do you want to see it? And Olingo starts <laughs> laughing. He's like, "This is hilarious for everything wrong about the world today." Yeah. And he's like, "That's I do want to see this." And then so we cut to the scene that. If anyone's seen the Mac, you remember this fucking scene. I'm not even, we're not even, we're going to just let the scene speak for itself because it's an amazing scene. So listen to a little bit of Goldie's rap in the planetarium. Hey, look here, you know what I'm doing? I got a little show I call the planetarium show. Well, I got a thing that I do with my women where I put on a show for them and I talk, you know. And I want you to come and look it out. I want you to check it out for me, okay? You've got to be jiving. No, I'm serious. It's really fun, man. <laughs> I mean, I really got those bitches' minds controlled, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing, but it ain't funny. You are all here because you have successfully passed one of the requirements to become a member of Goldie's illustrious family. This family is like a large corporation filled with qualified stockholders. 
or if you prefer gifted actresses. But I'd rather call you professional ladies of leisure, each playing a major role in this large production company for the whole world is our stage. In this organization, there is a president, a director, and a teacher. All of these offices are held by me. In this family, there is no room for confusion. Anyone or anything opposing my will must be and will be destroyed. Now, these are my rules and regulations. I want you to repeat after me. I will not lie. I will not lie. I will not steal. I will not steal. I will not cheat. I will not cheat. I will confide and respect Goldie. I will confide and respect Goldie. I will remain a lady at all times. I will remain a lady at all times. And I accept this as a lifetime contract. And I accept this as a lifetime contract. Should you fulfill all of your obligations to me, the rewards, the riches will be great. You will have protection. You'll have your own bank account. You'll own your own real estate. All of this can be yours. All of this. And if you really do things correctly and follow my orders, I'll even take you with me to the players' picnic and to the upcoming players ball i'm sold griff i mean i I, first of all i just want to say any women are listening to this uh i'm not responsible if you you're on the street right now selling your ass because (laughs) that's that's or a man for that matter yeah because that's how potent goldie speech was right and just that amen and if you are on selling your ass send the money to the g&g compound detroit michigan Actually, we, we we actually bought Belle Isle, so we actually have an island of our own now. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. Send it there. Belle, the, we're not talking about, like, uh, we're it's white person Belle, so there's an yeah. E at the end of it. Yeah. So just remember that. Yeah. We're not, well, no, we, we changed it. We named it after Belle from Billy <laughs> Dynamite. But, yeah. So, yeah, it's just amazing. And then, you know what? We need to have some fun, Griff. Even pimps got to have fun. Of course. Play a picnic, everybody! This This is a real thing. The Ford brothers did this. I imagine they did. A, I want to be here. (laughs) I want to play baseball with these motherfuckers. And everybody in this scene was high as fuck when they were filming it. This scene opens up. You know what? I'm going to get this audio. Please, uh, write me what this man said, and I'll send you a whisper back and an envelope, of course. Pygmies, you sure are looking good. Where have you been keeping yourself? I've just been working, man. I sure am glad to hear that. I'm going to have to uh, check on you a little later on this evening. Because it opened up with that dude who said whatever he just said there, and then like it was like Lulu or something telling him, oh, no one's getting fucked today. No one. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no idea what he said. So that's why I, I had know. to put it in the there. He was probably fucked up. He was. This game, it it's like uh, Don and Dearborn. We do old timey baseball. 
This was like a, its own cosplay version of baseball because they're wearing their pimp outfits <laughs> on like a field of dreams field. There was corn stalks in the background like and everything. Or some shit. Yeah. It was amazing. We got a we got a little girl who's high as fuck. She can't drink water out of a fucking water fountain. <laughs> yes. You splash your face. That was an interesting shot. They set it up like behind <laughs> the water fountain. And the kids would run up to it and right in the frame. But that one girl, she was like falling over. I was like, Jesus, what happened? And then we got like this is. You know, intramural so we get the girls get to play too so a girl like gets up on bet and the catcher's like shit i can't fucking play catcher with a fucking hard on you know i wearing a cup what the fuck and we're having a good time everyone literally fucked up out of their mind they got ribs they got all this good food yeah, I, the only thing that disturbed me they were serving ribs out of a garbage bag and they look like rubber <laughs> like it was very strange but it was a beautiful spread i really liked it and well, then Pips gotta relax sometimes. Just enjoy life, right? The, the players' picnic leads up to another big event. You know, right. you just, it's it's a whole weekend event, and I love it. We need more communal things like this. And the pimps got it right. <laughs> yeah. The pimps come together for this shit. They're right. fighting for the women and territory and Johns, right. and they come together. Right. If they Bullshit. can do it, we all can do it. Exactly. Thank you. Anyways, we got to go to some bad shit again. Hank's showing up to some random hole-in-the-wall bar. Maybe it was the Sweaty Fox. Who the fuck knows? But there's it's just the a black... the Sweaty Fox. It's the bar. The Sweaty Fox. <laughs> so they're just rolling up. There's just a black bartender in there. There's nobody in the bar. But he's hanging out in there, and, you know, they come in, and they just start roughing him up. and they're Looking for Goldie, and the guy's like, I don't know. I ain't seen him. And they're like... You African-American. You know you've seen him. Yeah, they grab him by it because Hank's always really handsy with people. Right. Yes, he is. And we learn handsy why. Handsy Hank is what they call him. We learn why because yeah. he, he, his kink is uh, uh, African-American folk. Yeah. He just loves touching them. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's one of those people, can I touch your hair? Yeah. Yeah. So he's always touching people uh, of the African-American. Always. So that explains another scene we see later on. He's just obsessed with yeah, black people. That's a, yeah, that's an interesting scene. Yeah, and yeah, he just roughs this guy up and like slams his head into the bar, and they walk but off. He, he gave him a nice kiss on the forehead, yeah. though. Oh, that that makes up for it all. I guess so. And in then, Hank's mind, I'm sure it does because yeah, he's a sick, yeah. sick son of a bitch. Right. And then the bartender gives him the double bird, and then they cut to the next scene. All right, Goldie. They're at the Benny Han. This is a classy. I mean, you're you're a classy guy, like Goldie. You take your ladies to the finest places, Benny Hanna. So the saddest part is this scene opens <laughs> up with uh, I think it was Lulu. It I was no, one, I think it was just a random hoe. I don't. It was not Lulu. Do Do you think uh, it was one of his hoes? Yes, it was definitely okay. one of his hoes. And they show the hibachi, you know, that big open grill, and she's sitting yeah. in front of it. She's eating the saddest noodles by the finger, <laughs> and. Nothing you, classier than throwing a shrimp at someone's mouth. Right. We see so. the guy cutting the shrimp tails off. <laughs> right. It was Classy. the saddest looking grill, though. Like, there's yeah. no color happening here. It was just like an onion, a, a pepper, yeah. a tofu. We didn't have all this shit in the seven. And a shrimp. Yeah. That was luxury back then. That was luxury. And she's just disgruntled, and you're like, wonder why. And then we see in the background, Goldie's just holding court just with Diana's white bitch. Yeah. So, like, there's some racial tension going on because he that's his crown jewel. Yeah. Well, they also had the hibachi pulled right up to their table. They're flinging the shrimps. David they, Lopan is, like, pandering to him. How was your meal? You know, he's David, got the long fucking yes, goatee. David Lopan, their <laughs> yeah. waiter, Al Leong. Yeah. Alion was cutting up the shrimp. Yeah. Oh, Alion was yeah. working the bocce? Okay. And then uh, she's like, fucking white bitch. And then he's like, Al, uh, David Lopan's like, ma'am, please keep it down. 
And then she just throws noodles on his head. Oh, that's so disrespectful. And Gold, it's like, excuse me, bitch. I mean, Diane. <laughs> Gets up and he grabs his girl, his, this other troublesome girl, by the face, by the cheeks, and he's just like, "You need to walk." He says, "We don't know what he says." He just whispers. He doesn't. Yeah. Like, I imagine it was, "You need to walk," and then she does, she and apparently does. Gold does too because he heads outside. <laughs> yeah. So of course, Hank and Jed, who just follow Goldie around, right, they're, they're just, obsessed with Goldie. They're obsessed. They just want to touch his black skin right. and his dick again. Apparently, well, yeah, you're exactly right because what that scene is because. They're hassling them because they're like, we know you're up to something, Goldie. You got these fly fucking capes you're always wearing. Where are you getting the money for that shit? Yeah. And Goldie's just chill. He's like, you know, man, you, 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 you're dropping N-bombs on me and all this shit. But I think the real reason thing is you want to be me. You want to wear the clothes I want to wear. The clothes I wear. You want to have. You want to look like me. You want to have the finest bitches that I have. You don't just want to look like me. You want to be. You want to face off. My, my face onto your face. You want to drive my Cadillac. You want to fuck with my penis and my women. You want Diane, don't you? See you see this bulge in my, my jumpsuit? You want that. And he's absolutely right. And yeah. it fucking freaks out Jed Hank. and Hank. Yep. They're coming to grips with their, their, their fucking interracial homosexuality. That's right. And they don't like it. So they just start fucking pile, pounding on him and shit. Oh, yeah. They punch him in the kidney a few times and say, you're, re- you're resisting arrest, so we're going to have to take you into the clink tonight. So they run him up. And then now we're in the police precinct. We see a black man wearing some robes. We got a, It's a nice little comedy spot here. Yeah. That's we all need, it is. We need some levity. And the the guy at the uh, the desk, he's like, "All right, what's your name? Jesus, Jesus Christ. Your uh, your uh, residence, Jerusalem. Your occupation, carpenter. <laughs> Why the fuck you here? Can you give me a quarter for some coffee? And there you go, and scene. So we get a little levity there. It's then perfect. We, we see him. They they just throw Goldie in a cell. Goldie's just chilling. He's just got his hands behind his back. Lying he knows. Down the he knows he'll be there maybe twenty four hours. Right. <clears throat> so he's just, he's just waiting to be released. So is Hank. So he's immediately working on him. Right. Hank's right there. He's got a fucking foot on his bed, and he's trying to talk shop to him. He's like, "Look, I don't want to be on their side. I want to be on your side. I want to be one of you." He's. I I don't know. I don't know what this scene's supposed to say. He's, what is no, this? his whole thing is like. I want to work with you. I don't want a, this animosity because he wants to cut a fucking goldie's thing like we were just saying earlier. So he's like, I won't hassle you if you just give me a PC what your business. And Goldie's like, I don't need you, motherfucker. Yeah. And it pisses him off. Yeah, so, so Hank starts to storm off. He's like, good. I wanted to get some shut eye before I have to get back to work in the morning. So Goldie, like you said, somebody bails him out. Who knows? Because he walks out by well, himself. Well, they can only hold him for so long. Night, so. Well, 24 hours. Yeah. Nighttime, but he's wearing shades because he's cool. And then he immediately gets jumped on by another group of white guys. But this is Fat Man's crew. So he gets taken over to Fat Man's place. And this is where we, we've heard about Fat Man, but we haven't seen him. We see the Gigglers there. He's wearing a great Danzig sheer black goth yep. shirt. Yep. He's got the fucking tray with some water and some fucking, I don't know what the fuck. And, popsicles. And we learned that Fat Man worked for, uh, on Goldie worked for Fat Man. He's like, I want you back. You're great, kid. You're good shit. Yeah, this is, this is where he's buttering him up. He's like, remember when you worked for me? We were a great team. You were, do- you were the best, most reliable. I gave you the most money. I'm talking about bringing you back in. You're going to get what you were making times two. Well, f- before, even before that, they grab him, and he's got a syringe of heroin, Fat Man. 
and they look like they're gonna inject him yeah. with it. And he's like, no, and then he sprays the fucking heroin on Goldie. Right. Was that before he even started talking to yes. Batman? Oh wow. Yeah, they just run him in because he I mean, I think that was the first move. I'll just get him he he's gonna want this heroin, so I'll just hook him on heroin again and I don't have to give this speed. Oh, okay. But it okay. doesn't work because Goldie's like, I'm clean. I don't so need to So that's that why shit. he was super buttering him up here. Yeah. And that's why I offer him twice as okay, this makes sense. So of course Goldie's like, No, I've got it all worked out right now. I'm I'm just gonna keep doing my own thing. And that's what Fat reveals. He's like, No, 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 you're misunderstanding this conversation. I've invited you in, and you're joining us again. There's no option here. Right. Because you're getting too goddamn big, Goldie. It's, it's, the words come down. It's not healthy. You need to learn your place. Like a fat man should be telling good old Goldie what he, you know, what's healthy or not. So, uh, and he's like, and, you're, and that shit your brother's doing, you better get that motherfucker in control, too. Yeah. And he's just like, Goldie's like, I don't need this shit, and just walks off. Walks. Goldie does a lot of just turning his shoulder and walking. He's very right. Jesus-like, like yeah. he said in his dream. He's turning the other cheek. He just he turns the other cheek a lot. Next day, he's talking with Olinga. They're rapping, and like Olinga's like, "Man, you got so much going for you, Goldie. Why are you doing this?" And then Goldie lays it out. He's like, he's he's laying the American Dream speech on him. He's like, "Look, brother, I'll help you with the pushers." But don't fuck with my shit. I built this fucking empire. I just want what's piece of, what's mine. I want a piece of the American dream. Why do you got to fucking be coming down on me? And he's like, you're fucking killing our community, Goldie. Yeah, you're you're benefiting off everybody else's problems. You know, you're you're being way too capitalist. And he's like, look, being rich and black is the most important thing. Yeah, he's, he's like, I've been broken black. That sucks. But being rich and black, that's important, man. I'm 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 a role model to everybody in the hood. Why aren't you seeing that? Incredibly heated. I, your heart's tearing apart because you like Alinga. I like Alinga. And and then we got Goldie who's just falling further and further into this world of pushing drugs and well, he's not pushing drugs. He's well, just pimping. You're just pimping. Anyways. But I wanna see these brothers get along. Yeah. And now, so yeah, we, now need- we cut to this is this was a scene that uh, Max Julian was pissed off. It was in. He did not want the scene in the movie. I understand why. Because it it's very. It's this is this is the classic scene where there's there's it's saying the truth but not saying it in the right way. I'm because there, there's some. I'm, I I agree with some of the shit that Hank says in this oh, scene. Yeah, of course. But he says it in the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy who doesn't. He's, this guy isn't articulate. I'm saying, <laughs> like us, yeah. Neil. Hi, because all right, it's Hank. He's with an overweight black woman, and she like she's a prostitute, and she's just sitting on the bed. They're they're both sitting they, on the it, edge of the bed. Kind of, I think they're implying they just got done fucking. That's what know. they're trying to play. He's got Jamie. His shirts ripped. Like they yeah. got some. They got some crazy shit. So they're sitting side by side on the edge of the bed, hip to hip, ass to ass, and uh, he's got one, Jameson in the left hand, and he's got a right hand over her, and he's just reaching around, her titties, pawing at him, <laughs> and then he'll set his drink in between his lap and just really start playing with her titties, and he's he's he, just trying to like speak Hamlet, but he doesn't understand <laughs> Hamlet at, right. at her. He doesn't, he doesn't have the iambic pentameter going on because he's just like. You know, I don't want women with, like, fucking no tits and no ass flat, flung back, and skinny legs. That ain't, that ain't what I'm into. That's not what the world is about. Right. He was trying to speak truth to the world level. He's right. like, any bitch who's got a skinny ass 
is a liar, is a fake, is a phony. This is what life's about. And he's like playing with her titties. Well, he, and, well he's just saying this is his preference. Yeah, which li- This is my preference, too. So I, I'm like, I kind of agree with him, but I'm like, dude, you're not saying it right. Like, Well, first of all, don't paw a woman's tits while you're saying this to yeah, her. Yeah, this actress, by the way, I hope she got paid a lot because oh, yeah. she killed it. Yes, because I think she was genuinely disgusted with I this scene. I think so, too. Because he he's like, you know what? You know what has skinny legs and like, a giraffe? <laughs> this giraffe dog was so good. What has four <laughs> legs and a long fucking stupid neck? And then he forgot. And then like a minute later after he was done like pawing at her and everything, he goes, it's a giraffe. You know what I want? An elephant. So is and he- then and yeah, and then it's like oh, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you know, I we get what you're saying, but you're not saying it right. So this some- is why you, that's why you never talk to a woman about weight. But, so yeah, I believe like, like Jed opens the door. Then somebody opens the <laughs> somebody door. Somebody opens the door and hands him some money. Like he's got a job for him. Okay, and it ruins the moment. And then he hears the door close, and he says, "That man there, that's a giraffe." So I yeah. just love that this he is, punctuated yeah. his whole uh, analogy of metaphor, uh, uh, giraffes and elephants. Yeah. I loved it. Then this is also a foreshadowing scene. We don't because he's handed like an envelope full of money. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cut two. Goldie finally got that apartment on the docks for his mom. Goldie, you know what happens at the docks? Apparently he doesn't. He spent five years in the clink. <laughs> he never watched a fucking action movie. <laughs> But he's like, Mama, this is all for you. You can have your... She's like, I can have my friends over. I won't be embarrassed about this shithole we live in. Mama, yes. And then she starts crying. She's like, you're the greatest son in the world. So meanwhile, Jed and Hank back on the streets. And they're... We get a corruptage here where we just see Jed and Hank collecting money from people and shit. Yeah, they're working hard to make that money. They're they're just street prowls. I, I, saw, I thought I saw a Zarkha shadow lurking around yeah. in there. Oakland... I believe they would be over there. That's probably where they started before they got done. You know, Zargfas or like West Coast. Thing? I thought. I thought they were. Wasn't that where Baywatch is? Well, yeah, but they moved. Remember? Yeah. They, he needed a truck to move him to the West Coast. Right. Right. So I don't think in '72 there were any Zargfas. Oh, I, I got to consult. With it was. Chris. It was a shadow. Oh. So I, I think, you know, I, I think the shadows play with my mind. That's what yeah. I thought I saw. So, anyways, they roll up into this uh, this next alley. Nice hobo fire going there and everything. Right. And they're standing in front of a door that they're very about dry to, too. Very dry. dry. Yeah, you're right. That's probably why there's no Zarklas. Right. We didn't have climate change like we do now. Yeah. So all of our alleys are just so fucking. I, I can imagine the Zarklas are going fucking nuts right yeah. now. They're breeding like crazy. So they're standing in front of the store. They're getting ready to break breeding it down. Like elephants, but yeah. Excuse me? Breeding like elephants. Breeding like elephants. Thank you. And they're ready to break down the store. They got their fucking big old shotguns ready and everything. No, 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 no. You're, you're getting ahead of yourself. I'm getting ahead of myself? They're not, get, yeah, they're not getting ready. They're, they're, just, they're just fucking collecting their money, and then they bump into Duncan in an alley. Well, that's what I was getting at. Well, they didn't have shotguns. They were just chilling. They had fucking guns out. No. Okay. Whatever. And he's just like, motherfucker, I got all the evidence on you. And uh, and he does. He's like, you got 24. He gives him a fucking option. 24 hours to leave. And that ain't enough for fucking Jed and Dunk. Because they're so fucking racist. Like, black man's going to tell me what to do? And then they pull their guns out and blow fucking Duncan away like he's a Zarg thud in an alley. <laughs> so after they blow him off... 
I'm shocked because no one inside seems to hear that a gun just went off in the fucking alley right outside the place. So they bust in the door and they're like, elbows and asses, everybody. There's a hot dice game going on. Like, there always is at the Sweaty Fox. You know fox. what? That's what it is. The Sweaty Fox, the, they just, the tables run hot. So they weren't, they thought somebody just was excited about winning or something. So, yeah, they get them all pinned up against a wall. And, of course, you know, they, they spot out Goldie. And they're like, wow, Goldie, uh, there's a dead black man in the alley. And this has your fingerprints all over it. So they take Slim and they take... Oh, I see, I got confused. I didn't think this had... Because we, we were saying, like, things move from place to Maybe place. Maybe it did, but yeah. I could have swore it was supposed to be, like, here and there. Okay. So I don't know. But they edited it in a way where it seemed like they were right outside this place. Okay. And they do tell Goldie there's a dead black man in the alley right outside. Okay. So that's how I took it. Anyways, they take the two outside. They're telling Goldie. Slim and Goldie. Yeah. Yep. They're, they're telling Goldie that he's being fingered for murder. And as they leave, they drop 20 bucks. Like, hey, sorry about the door, babe. They, they, they yeah. They pulled the Dennis Miller on They pulled the Dennis Miller. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so they're like, Goldie's about had it with this shit. Even Slim is totally at its wits end with this shit. Because they're like. Yeah, why don't you get to walking, Goldie? And then Goldie, you know, you never turn your back on a motherfucker with a gun. Yeah. So they're like, no, we're just going to stand right here. Fucking Slim freaks the fuck out. This is, yeah. I'm sure this was just a prior high on Coke. Oh, it was. And he's like, I ain't no motherfucking track star. I ain't going anywhere. Fuck you. Meanwhile, he's wearing, he's got like these like short pants, like he's these <laughs> big boots and he's like, like fucking capri pants on and shit. Oh, it sounds like you're describing what a horseback rider would wear. No, 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 Not quite. I, yeah, these were kind of little. These, you know what they remind me of is uh, Star Trek pants, like the 60s. Like they had those like short pants and yeah. the big boots. Yeah, you got to show off those boots. Yeah. And he Good just luck. starts like crying and shit and freaking. Yeah. He, he freaks fucking Jed and Hank out. They don't know what. It's like when a woman starts crying on you, you don't know what to do. Yeah. She's like, I'll leave you to it. They just like walk away. Right. And even Gold walks away and then yeah. Slim's just left there like Gold, in pieces. wearing a Santa pimp suit. He's got fur lined like oh uh, the cuffs on the end of his, his uh, pants. And he just starts walking by himself. Slim just fucks off to get some more coke. I don't know where Slim yeah. goes. Once, once again, you know, he probably had bigger role, but he was so coked up. Right. Just him, he might have just gone back into the sweaty fox and kept right. gambling or something. He seems to live in the sweaty fox. Right. So Gold, he's like, I got to get my prey on. You know, I told Mama I wasn't going to do it, but this shit's getting too heavy for me. I got to I gotta pawn some of this off on the Lord. Now, this scene confused me, too, because, oh, yeah, you're right. He goes to a church, but... Is the sermon happening now, or is he remembering a sermon? I have no fucking clue. Because he's by himself, but he might be in the back of the fucking room, for yeah. all we know. But there's a sermon going on, and it's all about how a man, it's never too late to change your life. You can give up the crime and shit. Guy's sweating like a fucking whore in church, or a pimp in church. And Goldie's, like, taking it. Either he's remembering this, or he's taking it in. Yeah, I I can't tell. But he's just like, yeah, he's like, he's like maybe I'm... This, I got to get out of this. We do game. see him have a, we get a nice uh, concluding shot here for the scene where he's just kind of nodding like, oh yeah, I should do this. But before I get out of the scene, I got an important uh, uh, convention happening tomorrow. So much important. Willie D actually moved his host to this fucking area. Yeah, he right? went all the way across. It's the player of the year uh, 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 ball. <laughs> and, um, 
So it's like these, these pimps have police escorts. There's fucking motorcycle cops leading these pimps in Frank Ward. We see Frank Ward get out of his car yep. and everyone. There, there's, it's a red, literally a red carpet. There's a guy interviewing motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, you said it, right? You said yeah. that the press is here. Because the press is literally fucking here. Like, everybody. Even even OAN News is here because they want to get this shit, the coverage. Right. This is the most important pimp event of the year. And we're just getting all these beautiful shots uh, of, like, the big old party. We've got great clothes everywhere. We got right. Dolomite designs. We got Willie Dynamite designs. We got Ric Flair designs. We got right. sexy ladies, great tunes. We got a fat man. Yeah, fat man showed up. You know, this is how important the player uh, player's ball is. And it's just like, you know, everyone can't wait to who's going to be the fucking Mac of the year. Who's going to be the back of the year? Yeah. I don't. I don't understand. Does does uh does Goldie travel like uh, Dolph Lundgren's Punisher? Because he always seems to be in alleys, like John Moxley styles. He's a Cincinnati man. He's always walking around in alleys. I don't know. Because now we just again another janky kind of edit. We're just outside in an alley. Well, yes, Fat Man takes him out because he wants to talk to him. Okay. And he's like, Gold, I got a present for you. Some good shit. And he's got, he I, he has a new cane for him. Oh, it was a cane. Yeah, okay. I think it was. I think it was because he breaks it later on when he gets pissed. That off. makes sense. And he, he's just like, not only that, I'm gonna send you to New York, all exclusive. You're gonna meet my good friend Willie Dynamite. And then in Goldie's like, look, man, you're a pig. You disgusting pig! I would never go back to work for you. And that's where he snaps the magician's cane over his knee. Yeah, party's over. It's dawn. You're dead. And then Goldie's nonchalant. He's like, you're a fucking cancer. And he Goldie drops the fucking most hilarious line. You're a vicious ass piece of jelly. <laughs> and then the shots. Like, Fat Man is nothing. To see. What could you say to that? Yeah, he like picked up a. Drops like, the mic. He like picked up an object and just like fucking hit something metal with it. Like, I just <laughs> yeah. remember hearing that he, sound. He grabbed the fucking folding chair, bashed the fucking dumpster with it. And then Goldie's like. I'll leave you out here. I got I got a prize to win. Yeah, and then he goes in, and this before we we learn it's 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 like it's like Miss America. There's some shit. There's a talent section yeah. to Mac of the year, and I think this is what put uh, Goldie over the edge. Just great Shakespearean level poem. And I want to dedicate this piece to all you players yeah. and all you ladies out there. Name of this piece is called. My bitch better have my money. My bitch better have my money. Through rain, sleet, or snow. It was a Shakespeare. My hoe better have my money. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Tell it. Not half, not some, but all my cash. Because if she don't, I'm going to put my foot dead in her ass. The pimp of the year Wow. Whew. That's tough. You can't beat that shit. No, you can't. Are we ready you can for... You be a bitch, but you can't beat that shit. Are we ready for the uh, runner-ups? We are. Got a nice big drum roll here. Coming in, what do they say? Third runner-up, Ted Ward. Yeah, the brother of Frank Ward. I was going to say. I, I was very confused when I was doing the nights. I was like, wait, they already did a Ward. <laughs> Third, or second runner-up, Pretty Tony. Right, and he won it last year. Yeah. So he's like, what the fuck? He's only third place in this one? 
Now, there's a funny story about this, because first runner-up is Fred Ward. Okay. Not Fred Ward, Frank Ward. The man. The man. A man. Mm. And in capital letters, a man. Okay, so when they did this scene, obviously, it's they, they made this shit up. And they said, like, and they do these now in real life. Like, pimps have these things now. And they said it was because of the Mac. Okay. But... uh. Frank took the director's size like, I have to win it. <laughs> I mean, I am the Mac uh, of, of Oakland. And they're like, Frank, it's the fucking movie. Like, it's like, no, Will, like, Goldie has to win it. Well, like, we'll give you first runner up. Is that okay? He's like, well, I got to be on stage for a while. He's like, well, we'll give you 10 seconds. 10 seconds. I got to be on for at least a minute. And like, we'll work that out in editing. All right. And then they, 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 they talked them into it. And then, yes. Winner of Player of the Year, fucking Goldie. And Goldie, he, he accepts it. He he shakes the hands of all the runners up. He's like, yep. if I can't, if I can't uh, do this, I'll ha- I'll gladly hand it down to you, Frank. You know, yep. that's right. And so he's going around, like you said, shaking hands, shaking titties, kissing babies. Everybody's, everyone's just having such a good fucking time. Party's got to end. He's got to go home at some point. And right. when he gets there. Was it Diane? It was Diane. It was his prized bitch. Diane dead in his bed. Of heroin. Heroin. By Fat Man. Fat Man. Fat Man got revenge. He was so he was like a spurned lover. He was like, I'm gonna take the thing you love and makes you the most money. Oh. So he injected I'm I'm they don't really say tell you, but I'm that's what I I think he did. I think so too. Because we just cut to fat Fat Man and Goldie sitting in a car, and they're just the, the remorse is on both their face. Like even Goldie or uh, Fat Man's like upset. He's like, "That was a very fine bitch. I hate that I had to do it." But yeah, he's like, he's like Goldie. He's trying to read. He's like Goldie, I fucking love you. Why won't you just work with me? Yeah, and Goldie's like, "I got my own thing." All right, right. And so what we're tr- they do kind of a bad job of setting up this whole situation because we're actually at the docks. And I couldn't tell. Or we're at the junkyard or something. We were just saying, I don't know. I thought we were just in an alley somewhere. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell where we were. It was lit by a hobo fire. I can tell you that much, though. Under a highway overpass, maybe? Well, it had to be a hobo fire because that's part of Goldie's plan. Because Goldie, Goldie, I I think some something got left on the editing floor. Because yeah. I'm thinking Goldie set this meeting up. So... I thought Fat Man did because this is all set. This is all Fat Man's people. We zoom out of the car well, finally. But there's, but there's a. Uh... I understand. But we zoom out of the car and we see it's Fat Man's guys guarding. It's Fat Man's car and everything. And so we're like, okay, so Goldie's uh, he's in over his head now. Goldie's got him. Dead man. They're gonna Gold, kill him. Yeah, Goldie is right where Fat Man wants him. But here he comes, my Bologna himself at Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic with his accordion just rolls up. Yep. And he's like, "Hey, anybody want to hear like a like a surgeon, surgeon, like a surgeon?" And they're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And then he's like, "And then fucking, it's like a James Bond fucking accordion. If there's a gun in it, yep, he starts killing everybody. Then Goldie's guys come out. They grab fucking Fat Man, rip him out of the car, inject him with battery acid. Yes, yes. And he's just flopping like a fish on the ground, and it's like, hey, man, don't fuck with Goldie, man. And Goldie just leaves him with a nice fucking loogie just dripping down his face, and he's like, get the fuck, fat man. And we're going back to the Sweaty Fox. We're at the Sweaty Fox. Fucking uh, Pretty Tony is winning like a motherfucker. He's just, he's bragging about his bitches. He's like, I got this bitch. Pulled me a half a million dollars. She's so fine. 
I haven't fucked her yet. Ooh. And this is when we start hearing whispers. And you're right. Slim only does hang out at Sweaty Fox because Slim is here. Yeah. yeah. He just lives here now. So you start hearing the rumblings like, hey, motherfucker, Fat Man's dead. He was shot up with battery acid. <laughs> Incredible that, like, the pimps have their own, uh, uh, what do they call it, the people who do, like, the blood work and everything on dead people? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so they have their own team that apparently forensics, went out. Forensics? Yeah, forensics. They yeah. have their own pimp. CSI, yeah. Their own pimp forensics CSI. team. <laughs> pimp forensics team <laughs> that goes out and checked out. Well, it you know, it's, they're like, they're like, like uh, you know, Sewing ladies or something. They're, they're, they're like, they're all about rumors and gossip. Yeah. Pimps are no different. And again, another weird, janky edit scene. So we don't know that Goldie has gone from there to here. We don't yeah. know how much time has eclipsed. Right. But we see that Goldie is here Wearing, listening yes. in, just enjoying hearing the Wearing rumors. A jumpsuit. Oh, yes. And, and then we see this hot bitch with holding a poodle shows up in the doorway. Ugh. And she was, uh, Truck Turner's uh, girlfriend and Truck Turner. Oh, no shit. And she strolls up. And this is the bitch he was talking about that made him. He hasn't even fucked yet. Pretty Tony hasn't fucked yet. China doll. And she just rolls up, goes right straight to fuck. Because she's like, she goes straight to Goldie, pulls his joint. He's smoking a joint, pulls out, takes a hit off it. And she's like, you know, Goldie, I choose you. How, how do I audition for you? I want to be with you now. He's like, bitch, you don't have to audition for me. Half a million in a year? Like, you're at the top. Well, he just lost Diane, too. So he's just like, right. fuck. Yeah. When op- when a one door closes, no. a window opens. Right. And she's like, I choose you, baby. And then fucking Pretty Tony's like, what? And he just lost fucking player. Of the- he won three years in a row, player of the year. Yeah. And he just lost the gold. And now he's lost his prime bitch. Right. And Tony, oh, oh, Tony, I meant to say gold is fucking pissed because I don't remember what this was uh, uh, supposed to be about. Maybe it was about Sheila thing because Sheila, Tony was coming in on Sheila or whatever. But he starts throwing out fucking mad numbers. Like it puts yeah, Murray and your numbers to shame. Either, yeah. But he's just rolling out fucking numbers. <laughs> he's adding them up in his head. Slim is trying to count them on his fingers and he can't keep track. And he's like, that's three thousand five hundred and seven fucking dollars you owe me right now. Would you like to pay it up or would you like to fucking put it up? And one of Tony's guys, because pretty Tony's just like, man, fuck you. Let's take this outside. But no, he wasn't going to go outside. He has his one of his right hand guys. Well, pretty Tony did pull out his uh, his uh, cane knife. He had like a knife and a cane. OK, he pulled that out. OK. But yeah, they're like, you know, ready? Shit's ready to go down. And then it just, as the scene just cools out. I don't know what happened. I think the cooler had to Slim, prevail. Because Slim puts it down. He's just like, he, like one guy, his, uh, Tony's right hand man, tries to come in, and Slim's got the whole fucking situation under control. Because no one pays attention to Slim because he's crazy, uh, <laughs> crack, uh, not cracked out, uh, uh, um, coked up. Coked yeah. up guy. And so they manage to cool it down. And he's just, and he's just like, I'm going to walk. No. And pretty Tony can't do shit about it. He's not the Mac anymore. Right. So now we cut to Mama's place. She opens the door. A gun is pointed at her face. We put two and two together. She gets killed. We fade. We're back into a hospital. (laughs) She gets shot in the face. She has, like, bandages around (laughs) her head. She had a fucking sore tooth. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) it. That's it. That's it. And, like, Goldie's, like, at her side, and he's thinking, fucking pretty Tony did this shit. And he's like, Mama, hang on. She's like, uh. 
I can't do it. I just talked to your doctor. I got you the finest doctors in all the land. They said that you're doing great. And as soon as she says that, mama's dead. (laughs) Never again will she hold his hand. Man, Griff, we are three for three for mamas this month. Three for three. Very rarely is there a father figure, and if there is, he's a piece of shit. Right. All right. So So he's like... Motherfucking pretty Tony. I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. So next day, we're next night. I don't know. I don't know the time, but we see pretty Tony's out on the streets, gonna collect some money from his hoe. He's in a canary yellow suit. <laughs> yes, and she's like, I don't have. He just fucking slaps his shit out of because he got all this rage because he's feeling emasculated by Goldie. Yeah, takes it out on her. She, he's gonna try to chase her down, but off camera, <laughs> we don't even see this. He just turns around, and starts hightailing it the other right. way, shooting behind him, and it's because Goldie and fucking Slim are chasing, are chasing him. him down. So they manage to confront each other. They they end up in like a. Uh, like abandoned, abandoned apartment or yeah. something, and they get their guns pulled on uh, Pretty Tony. And Pretty Tony's got his cane knife out. Yeah, they're like, all right, you stuck my mama. Now you're going to stick yourself. Richard Pryor said he's seen this and happened in real life, too. Oh, boy. But the guy the guy killed himself by stabbing himself. Because they make, they make Pretty Tony stab himself. Like in the ass. Yeah, well, if you're going to... Well, come on, someone's going to tell you to stab yourself. You're going to stab you're yourself gonna, in the ass. the ass first, yeah. So he's smart about that. He's like, ah! Shit! Fuck! Ah! And he's not even doing it fast and hard enough. So Goldie's like shooting him in the in like the kneecaps and shit, like really making him suffer because he thinks he killed his mama. Right. You don't kill anybody's mama. Right. And then so now we cut to a scene, the Looney Tunes scene. Oh my god! Where Pretty Tony's tied down to a chair with a, with a fucking uh, alarm clock time like time bomb. Yup, he's got a dynamite s- in his mouth. He's got spherical bombs <laughs> by him for some reason. There's an anvil hanging over his head. Everything acme. And he's they, they they walk out. He blows up. Great explosion scene. And it just so happens that Hank and Jed are walking down the streets, maybe beating still up a looking pusher. For t- they're still looking for Goldie. They're always looking for Goldie. Right. And they lay witness to it and l- lament about how the taxpayers are going to have to pay for this one. It's like, wait, this building's already abandoned. or something. So I now we're at the funeral for Mama. Goldie's in, he's actually in a like a, a Black Caesar suit. He's respectful. Yep, very respectful. Olinga's there. Olinga's like... Motherfucker, I will never forgive you for what you fucking did. This is this happened because of you, motherfucker. And I see you again. I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah, no more. I was I was allowing you pimps to do your thing. I was just going for the pushers, but you brought death to our family. You lost face, and he did. He's got a long face now because he walks out. Blind man's out there. Go there. Somebody put out, someone put up a dime on you. There's a contract out on your life. A very, another incredibly confusing scene here because we just fade into the night. We got Goldie just looking off into the fucking far off distance. He's wearing a beautiful turtleneck, great lighting going on. And we just have a bunch of ruckus happening in the background here. And then we cut to, like, some people moving a fridge well, up the elevator. No, what it is is Slim goes, because Fat Man's the mafia. Fat Man worked for the mafia, so the mafia's got a contract on him. Mm. So they're like, there's some guys down. There's some guys down at the bottom of the fucking fire escape. There's some guys at the opening of the building. So the plan is they disguise themselves as movers. So it's Slim and Goldie. They put, like, a big hat over their head, like, 
and they're they're, they're in the elevator moving a refrigerator. Yeah. I thought Goldie was going to be in the refrigerator. I thought that's what they were but doing. He's actually one of the movers. Okay. And then they just walk past the mafia guys. Okay. And so they head out in like a big mover's truck and everything. And I don't know why they were going where they were going. But they just end up in another alley, like outside, just outside of an abandoned building, where they apparently were going to meet up with the accordion guy. I guess Weird Al. Yeah, because he walks up. They like literally park the car right next to the accordion. He hops out and fingers it, and you can see like the gun holes and, and everything. There's, there's a little blood on it. Yeah. And they're like shit. And then Jed and fucking uh, Hank pop up. Hey, motherfucker. We did that. Yeah. Hank is so proud of all the killings he's done. He's like, we killed your accordion. And guess what else? We killed your mama. Yeah. Mama's dead because we killed her. And fuck it. I don't know how what, Alinga got the bat signal. I don't know. But Alinga just, he's, I'm, they're like in front of a, they're in front of a building with yeah. busted out windows. Yeah. Olinga is in the building, reaches his hand, puts a chokehold on Jed. Yes. Chokes him out, kills him. And then like and then uh uh Goldie gets the drop on Hank. Hank's like, wait, 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 wait. You and me we're, we're like we're opposite sides of the same coin. We're the same. Yeah. You would have done the same thing in my position. And we just see like the the POV of Hank looking up at that gun, and then Goldie just shoots Hank in the head. So now we got Hank and Jed are dead, the worst cops in the fucking city. They killed Duncan. They killed the only guy trying to help Olinga and everybody make this city. Help clean up the fucking police force. Exactly. The police force, too. And so he turns back to the car. And I don't know. This had to be the car that someone. Hank had? I don't know. I have no idea. No. But he looks in the back seat, and there's China Doll. What does this mean? I think it means she betrayed Goldie. I think she, like. Told Hank and Jed. I don't fucking know. Because <laughs> it looks like Goldie's going to shoot her, too. And then he just, like, throws something at her. I thought it was the keys to the car. It was. Yeah. It was. Because he's going to give up pimping now. Yeah. Okay. So, Oli, th- th- I said it before. We see uh, Goldie come into town on a bus. They're outside the bus stop. The same one he rolled into town. They have a big embrace. Goldie hops on the bus. It's out of town. He's going to become a Mac of a neck, a new town. He's going to go just right across the bay to San Francisco. Is that pimping out men? Maybe there. Maybe he's going to go to the East Coast, hook up with Willie Dynamite. I mean, Willie Dynamite might have been on his fault, too, so he could have just picked up right where he left off. So there you have it. Another classic black exploitation film. Uh, since we did pimp this week, we got to do a pusher next week. And not anyone. This is after Shaft. This is probably the most famous black exploitation movie of all time. In my opinion, it's the greatest black exploitation soundtrack of all time. This movie ain't Fly Griff. This movie is Superfly. Yes, people, we're doing Superfly next week. Prepare for that and keep it warm. <laughs>